welcome to The Atypical Leader with Rick Brennan, where we talk about harnessing what makes you unique and maybe even a little odd, while at the same time dismantling the notion that you have to be a certain type of person or act a certain way to be an effective leader. Definitely a leader, not a follower. I like the sound of this. It's time for us atypical leaders to come out of the shadows and learn to be proud and confident in what makes us different. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of who I am. Atypical leader starts now. Good morning, Judy B. Sims. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Brennan. How are you? I'm not too bad. Not I haven't seen bad. you like for two whole days. I yeah, can't believe I it. Know. Well, you know what? I live here in Hako. Yes. And everyone else comes to visit on vacation. So they're like, party. <laughs> and I'm like, that's great. But I can only take so much of that. Because when you leave, someone else is going to come in and go party. It's true. And it's just true. a constant influx of people who right. want to party. But I live here and it's I can only do so much. I mean, yes, body that's true. Is not what it, yeah, well, but there you go. Nice there to see go. you again, sir. There you go. Yeah, so I've been just milling around the house, baking muffins and doing my manly duties and away. stuff. What's that? Which you gave away. I gave away some muffins. Yeah, Well, you were supposed muffins. to show up on a certain day and you didn't show up, so I gave your muffins away. <laughs> okay. That's what happens. All right. I've learned my lesson. Well, okay, smarten up. Okay, so what else have you been doing? Just well, about? you know, you know me. I like to watch the tube. I was watching, mm-hmm. and actually, you know what I watched on TV was last night. I, when John was here, John Osborne, he set me up on this Sapphire, which is a new service where oh. I can watch TV. Oh, watch okay. TV. So I was flicking through the movies and. I saw the movie Footloose was on. Oh my God, Kevin Bacon! And oh I know, my God. and I, you know, I love that movie, and not so much the movie, but I love the what that movie brought to everybody at the time—the dance craze. Right. Yeah. And I was, I was, you know, rated my prime when that stuff <laughs> come out, out partying and doing all that mm-hmm. stuff, and and that song Footloose resonates with me, and I see it all over the internet again. Yeah. Oh, Great yeah. song. Oh, I don't Even know. Him, energy. He's doing it. Like he's on Instagram. Dancing to it, yeah. No, yeah. everybody's dancing yeah. to it. They got you know line dances to it now. Yeah, but uh, it was interesting because what I want to talk about today are rules. Okay, and I've just had a bunch of things have happened lately that reinforced in my mind how like fuck people like rules. So are you talking generally, uh, or are you talking Not about the, in the office? Or I'm just talking about everything. everything? Okay, everything. Oh yeah, we're a rule based. Uh, society we're a rule-based society it just drives me crazy because at the end of the day what's the intent and rules or frameworks should bring us towards whatever the intent of what we want to do is okay and one thing i saw in the movie footloose Mm -hmm. i love the movie but i forgot all about the movie and i just remembered the craze and the dance and all that sort of stuff but the movie is really about how some kids died in a town and because they were drinking and then the town decided well we can't have any more dances in the town because that leads to drinking and that leads to drugs and so on and so forth okay. and so there was everything was abolished at the point where they're burning book thing because people got carried away with this authority with these rules and how we're going to drive and how we're going to protect but when you go that far with rules people rebel right and this whole, po- whole point of the movie is the kids rebelled that the kids wouldn't accept the fact that no we want to dance we're going to dance and he was he was the leader, wasn't he? From out of well, town he was a new something. kid. He, yeah, yeah, he okay. was kind of the hero of the story. And it really yeah. made me think, you know, you reflect back on it now in very different ways. I've seen that same thing happen all over the place in my career where people get so, not just my career, in my personal life, in my sporting life, where people want, need rules. Like okay. rules is the gauge. And we almost forget about, 
Rules are great when they add teams. Rules are great when they allow people to be creative and enthusiastic. But when they do the opposite of that, mm -hmm. which happens a lot because we get carried away with rules, mm -hmm. then it diminishes. It takes away from teamwork. It takes away from the ability of a leader to lead and so on and so forth. But doesn't a society run on rules? You know, and one thing I think both you and I have seen, Judy, and people that travel have seen, right, is that your interpretation of rule is very different in where you live in the world. Oh, definitely. definitely. North America, corporate okay. world, and probably do a stock market and auditing and all of that sort of stuff. There's tremendous amount of rules around, around insurance companies, right? Insurance companies mm -hmm. want to limit liabilities, so more and more rules get put in place. Right. But you don't see that. We live in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and the rules are not applied the same here. No, they're not. You know, they're, it's much easier here. It's much easier here. Now, people in North America would draw a negative to that. Well, right. yeah, it's a third world country. Well, let me tell you, it ain't a third world country. No, it's not a third world country. No, at all. At all but people live differently. And again, <laughs> as we've talked before, I remember, I remember when I was a kid, and it's almost like that's what it's like in Costa Rica now. And I was a kid, you know, I would be rolled up in the back window of the car as dad's driving right. 100 miles an hour <laughs> drinking a beer. You know? now, with with a kid on his lap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not justifying that that's the right thing to no. do. But we've gone to the point where everything is so regulated, right. so controlled. The expectations are so hard. You know, there's very little flexibility. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, and I've seen that at work. I've seen it. Uh, I remember when I worked with, uh, well, when I was, was in Atlanta, Canada with uh, McKesson, okay. I was kind of by myself. So, you know, I had the rules, but no one was around. So we got to apply the, world, the rules in the way that we wanted, uh, as we defined them to be. And we were very successful because it allowed us to be creative. Well, I was not a rule follower. so No. Wasn't too worried, but stay within. Don't let's not get ourselves in trouble. Mm -hmm. But let's push them. Pu push, push the rules. Go right to the edge. Be creative. Do what you need to do to make it happen. We were very, very successful. But as I moved to Toronto and I took over the retail group, oh my God, I had so many fights with HR. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, but Rick, this is not the way we do it. What fuck? I don't care. It's not the way you do it. <laughs> it's the way it, I want to do it. <laughs> it's the way I want to do it. It's the way they make common sense. And what the problem was that HR was coming very much from a wholesale mentality, that these are the worlds that, rules that we have in place to protect our wholesale world, okay. our distribution world. I'm coming in on a retail side, okay, which is very, very different. Oh, I can imagine. And I'm trying to explain it, but you can't apply these type of conservative rules. Mm-hmm. To us in retail, because if you take year end, if I'm year end in a distribution world, it's cut, cut, cut. That's the only way you can make your year end. Right. Make your numbers. In a retail world, it's totally different than that. It's sell, sell, sell. Mm -hmm. Sell more, make more money, make more co-op dollars. Right. So even the essence of that is different. So you can't apply the same rules. But oh, my God, trying to get that through. Did you ever? Did I get to do what I wanted to do? Yes. <laughs> no, that's not what I asked you. <laughs> no, I Did never you? I never really I was lucky that my HR person was wonderful. Okay. She got it. She buffered us against the corporate HR philosophies. Oh, wow, that's but from good. a corporate HR philosophy, they fought it tooth and nail every day. Wow. That yeah. amazes me. Yeah. But you know, they look at it as overall what's good for the company. And it doesn't matter the different divisions. It's blanket rules. Exactly. And that brings us back to our discussion with Claire Kumar. Right, right. Where 
you know, there's always been this vision that we need to be equitable to employees. Right. Everybody's got to get the same thing. If everybody doesn't get exactly the same thing, we're really not being fair. Right. Well, and I love the example about there's a six-foot fence and we give a box to the short guy, right. the medium guy, and the tall <laughs> yeah. guy. The, the tall guy uses a box. He's over the fence, no problem. The yeah. short guy, the box doesn't do him one fucking bit of good. Right. What you should do, it gives the medium-sized guy a bigger box so he can also see over the fence. And maybe the smaller guy, you give him a drill so he can drill a hole through the fence so he can see. We need to give people what they need to succeed. Right. And that means it's different at times. Yeah, definitely. But the rule is they all get the same size box. That's right. And that's and the type of change you yeah. just got to, because that's the rule. That's the rule. You can't change that rule. Well, think about the craziness of that. Oh, I want my yeah. people and each individual to be successful. Right. The more that we talk on this podcast, you know. I'm amazed at what it encompasses, really. I really am. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, people, this, I have that. It's just, I'm starting to think we all have something. Oh, yeah. I think we all do. But it will, I think. Uh, we're just so far off range from the middle. Like oh, we are. Yeah, we're, we are. We're, we're from, out here, you know. Well, people like the norm. Yeah. They like things to be the same. Right. So they want to be in their little bubble. Right. And so therefore they have to have rules to stay in that little right. bubble. Right. But if we as neurodiverse want to be successful, right. we have to poke the bubble mm-hmm. and get outside the bubble. We ha- And as a leader, if you want your team to excel, Mm-hmm. Then you need to make sure that every person on that team is excelling, okay, and giving each individual what they need to succeed, and it won't be the same thing. Oh, definitely. But definitely that's where not. open discussion comes with the team. If we want to be a high performance team, right, we've got to ensure that each member of the team have what they need to succeed. That we come together in a way that collectively lets our minds meld. Right. You know, where we can be creative and enthusiastic and all those type of things that drive success. And rules hamper. Exactly. As you know, I started playing pickleball, uh, where we started off playing at the church. There was probably 20 of us, and you'd come in and you'd throw your rackets, you know, in piles. And okay. the first four would go and on and on, and that worked great. And then Seems easy. Yeah, then we moved to another facility, and more people started to join. But as certain people filtered in, it was, well— there's got to be a better way than just throwing your rackets in the middle. And, oh, let's get clipboards, or not clipboards, whiteboards. Oh, okay. And we'll segment the whiteboards by beginner, intermediate, and advanced. Okay. We'll put labels on your paddle to make sure that your name on the board matches the label. And if we check the name, oh, my, my name, God. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, no, but the intent may have been... To make it better, but that was not the end result. Right. It made it worse. Right. It made it stressful because what happens with rules, tight processes, if they're not done super well, is people interpret the rule different for their own advantage. Of course. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the rule, but I think I'm advanced and you're a beginner, so I'm going to switch these paddles around. And then people in the reality, it didn't make it work. Right. And then people get frustrated, people get mad. And yeah. people leave. Yeah. Stop coming back. And I know I stopped going for a little while. I mean, I'm back there now, but it was so intense at one point that I just hated it. I can't imagine. Because you're supposed to be having fun. That's it. So rules need to be applied to enhance the environment. Right. Not to diminish from the environment. Now, everybody might have a different take of what that means. I need a framework to keep us between the rules. So I'm working for a corporation or a company. There's going to be certain rules and guiding principles. Wonderful stuff. Right. Okay. 
But you can't keep layering rules on rules on rules now that restrict my activity, take away from my enthusiasm, make it frustrating. I mean, oh my God, I can remember this boss I had once. He was the most frustrating guy to work with. He came from P&G. He was very stern and proper and wanted things done exactly his way. And I remember in expense reports, he wanted, you know, expense reports, you put the name in the back, blah, blah, right. blah, you do whatever, you know, yeah. it is. And he would, yeah. no, well, that's not enough for me. I want to know, uh, what's the title of the person that you went to light with? And you go, well, you fucking know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I wanted Derek Hayes right. as an auditor. Okay. Okay, okay. And I do that, and the next time I come, well, what was the reason, what were the topics you discussed at lunch? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then what was the result of the topic that you discussed? What happened? Because, oh, my Jesus Christ. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? So you've got a, you've got a chit, and all of a sudden you're writing an essay. Right, and spending spending just crazy amount yeah. of time wondering yeah. what his next issue will be. Right, right. For what purpose? For what, really what purpose? I guess if an auditor came and audited, they'd have a nice essay on the back, probably think, well, these guys are a little nuts. I'm still going to go back to that rules for a society have to be, you know, like, let's take cars. So you have to have seat belts. They put in speed limits for protection. Yeah. But some of those speed limits can be pretty silly. Well, there is certainly, I know that, you know, I mean, we all need a framework. Right. Speed limits are required. Of course. Okay. I think, I believe seatbelts are required. Yeah. Okay, all that sort of stuff. But it's to the degree we take all of that. And I, yeah, you're right. I have an example where at my cottage, because there's little dirt roads and, you know, there's yeah. lots of kids playing and all that, they decided to make the speed limit 10 kilometers an hour. 10. 10. You could walk faster than that. You can walk faster than that. In fact... And nobody drives it because it's stupid. Right, right. You know, and I've, and I've literally said, <laughs> it's so funny, because I literally have driven the 10 kilometers an hour, and Grandpa <laughs> on his bike with the basket's got a little kid in the basket. Is, is, <laughs> Which is against the rules. Well, yeah, I guess it is in a sense, yeah. yeah. Is, is, but yeah, exactly. It's passing me in the car. <laughs> Waving at you. <laughs> yeah, he's way, hey, Rick. I'm going, hi, as he goes by. And it's the craziness of, so yeah, you're yeah. right. Grandpa's breaking the rules by having a kid in the basket with no helmet and all that. Exactly. It's totally fine by me. No, but I'm saying you're not allowed to do that. But he passes you on a 10, 10 kilometer speed limit. Right. So anyways, that yeah. was kind of stupid. Yeah, that is. Silly. So it's, it's, it's rules like that. Okay, so, what, so what's the point of all of this? Yes. Why are we talking about this? Well, I think that we as atypical and neurodiverse are kind of in a bit of a bind. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you do? You just don't follow the rules? Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. I guess it depends on the situation. I mean, I've broken rules left, right, and center. But I've never broken a rule that would put me in jail, let's say. Anyways, okay. so why are we talking about this? I don't know why are we. <laughs> so why are we talking about this? <laughs> We as newer, diverse, and atypical work at our best when we have flexibility. Yes, we do. Okay, yes. there's no doubt about it. Our, 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 it. It's hard for us to function in a society, in a work environment, mm -hmm. where it is simply, this is what you need to do and how you need to do it. Yeah. We don't work that well. So you somehow have to help create that environment for yourself. That means, in a sense, you're going to have to start to break some rules. Right. Now. How do you do that without getting yourself fired or getting yourself in trouble? Okay. I don't know, because I still wonder about you. Well, what do you mean? 
Well, I mean, I, I still to this day can't believe some of the things that you've done and you still didn't get fired. Yeah, but that's finding that line. Right. Finding that balance. Finding those people that support you. All the things we've talked about over this whole podcast. All right. They don't sit in, in one little bucket. Okay, we're going to break rules now. Yeah. Go back through the podcast. Right. How do you create a team? How do you find your support system? Right. How do you find your tribe? How do you be successful? Right. It's all those other things that allow you to get to a point where you can say, here's the game plan I need to take. Mm -hmm. Here's how I need to do it. And in order to do that, I need flexibility. How do you communicate with your boss? How do you go to your boss and say, here's how I can be at my best. Here's how I can help my team be at their best. And it's not following these rules, A, B, C, and D, that are being handed down. When I've done that, mm-hmm. although I might go out all the time and think, feel like I'm a rebel, I've done those steps. I've talked to the boss. And listen, some bosses are easy to talk to and some are not. But you need to push the rules very systematically, very creatively, using my team, using all the people around me's support to get where I need to be. Exactly. Actually, I spoke to one of your old bosses and they said that, uh, because I said, well, how come Rick never got fired? Because he delivered. Okay. And who, what boss are you talking about? (laughs) Yes. Paula? (laughs) Yeah. The big chicken won't come on the podcast. Well, she won't come on the podcast. But it was interesting because I said to her, you know, I got to ask you this. How did he not ever get fired? Because we were talking about her her job at the at at McKesson. And I said, I I just don't get it. Uh, She said... Basically, he delivered. Right. So that's it. I wanted to be successful. Uh, and I'm not out breaking rules just for breaking rules. No. I'm breaking rules because that's the way my brain's working. Right. That's the way I want to operate with my team. That's the way I want to communicate to my customers. Right. And if I follow the protocols that other people are telling me, that, which might work for them, right. but it don't work for me. Exactly. Yeah. So it's all about success. So yeah, exactly. I was, I delivered. Mm-hmm. But because I went down the path that allowed me to be successful. Right. And if there's one message that we can give to all those people listening that are atypical neurodiverse, that's exactly what you need to do. Find the path that works for you. Exactly. The only way to be successful, Jesus, following someone else's road. No. You know, that yeah. that has all a whole other skill set that does nothing for you. And the problem is a lot of times we're forced in it. So you need to go find that environment, find that team that allows you to be at your best. Right. And you have to learn how to push the envelope carefully, but still pushing it. Right on. Right. right you have on. To, that's a skill. Yeah, that's a skill that you have to learn. And I'm still learning that because yeah. there's so many different personalities. Yeah. You know, it's like we talked earlier today. I had this little incident at golf. Right. And uh, it just blew me away. The guy got all angry. And I'm like, I'm not even fucking sure what happened here. Yeah. But anyways, it's just another example that people have triggers. People have history. People have things that have caused them to be sensitive. Right. You never know those. And I guess you got to bob and weave with it sometimes. But anyways, okay. So I guess we've kind of summed up. Yeah, I think we have. It's a balance. Without a net. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Your net is your team. (laughs) Well, yes, it is. And and, and Paula, you know, said that, you know, the reason Rick was never got fired because he was successful. I was successful because I absolutely had great teams and people supporting me. Right. I had people like Paula supporting me. Yeah. We're, we're, We're more of be it bosses or whatever she was at the time, but supporting me emotionally, you know, uh, uh, business-wise and those sorts of things. And those are the sorts of things that you needed. So Rick's being successful, but 
I still needed people to say, okay, you're being, so, come right. on back a little. Come back. Come right. on back a little. Right. You know? But she could give you that support because you proved to her that you could do it. But I also trusted and, her. Well, you trusted her too. But I mean, your record proved that what you could do. And by giving you that freedom, you kept bringing in those results, bringing in the results. So it was, and I'm not speaking for Paula, but I'm, I'm supposing that that, was, that would make her feel comfortable letting you push those envelopes and doing it the way that you want to. Because she knows at the bottom of the day, end of the day, you're going to get the results. Exactly. Right? So she didn't worry about it. Okay, so all you people out there, you neurodiverse and atypicals. Yes. Kick ass. All right, kick ass, people. <laughs> and that's it for the day. Okay. okay bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us today and listening to another episode of The Atypical Leader. If you haven't already done so, like, share, and follow me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. By liking and sharing, you will help other atypicals find all of us. So we can all start to leverage the stories, strategies, and strengths of what make us all unique. Keep listening and remember, take charge and push away those self-doubts. Leverage what we're talking about. Be confident in who you are and proud of what makes you unique. So join me, Rick Brennan, and my co-host Judy Sims on the next episode of The Atypical Leader. And don't forget to get your copy of the book, The Atypical Leader, Harnessing the Power of Neurodiversity on Amazon. To learn more about us, leadership, and neurodiversity, please go to our website, atypicalleader.com. Thanks for listening. Let's do it again next week. <laughs>